Welcome to Neurodivergent Life, a podcast dedicated to those who live neurodivergently in a world that doesn't understand that we see and process things differently. Despite what society may try to imply, there's nothing wrong with being neurodivergent. Sometimes it can even give you an advantage. You can find more at neurodivergentlife.substack.com. Disability Interviews The system is not dependable. Having conditions that impede your ability to hold down a job is problematic enough. Many people take their ability to work for granted. You hear it all the time in just about every workplace. People complain that they'd rather be doing something else. Everyone dreams of having the ability to do whatever, whenever, without having to have the responsibility that comes with working a regular job. Some people venture out with an entrepreneurial mindset and start their own businesses. Most fail for one reason or another. Then they're back at the J-O-B and dreaming of something better. Some go from one job to another in search of better pay, hours, or benefits. What they all have in common is the ability to work, but not always the mindset to work. It's different when your life is complicated by a disability. Everything was going all right, for the most part. And then something happens that changes everything. Maybe it was sudden. Perhaps it was gradual. Either way, there comes a point when working for a paycheck from an established business is no longer an option. There are two major types of disabilities. Before you start yelling at me, I know that there are a lot of different types of disabilities. What I'm referring to here are the seen and the unseen. The visual verification of the disability makes it easier for someone to look at you and confirm that you are disabled, whatever form that may be. Perhaps blindness, or being in a wheelchair, or something else. I don't know what would qualify as a physical disability as a definite. Being blind doesn't automatically keep you from being able to work, nor does being in a wheelchair. For some it does, and for others it doesn't. It depends on the individual. Having a seen disability might mean a lot less explanation is required. They are less likely to be questioned and doubted about their inability to work. More likely is being questioned about their ability to work. When people can see, or think they see, what could be holding you back, they are usually willing to accept your status. Disabilities aren't always something people can see just by looking at you. There are invisible disabilities, and those who have them get tired of having to explain them. There's the feeling of being judged because you're not in the workforce. There are the whispers you hear when you walk past someone. The looks from people who have decided, based on how you appear, that you're lazy and riding the system. The doubt of the unseen disability. Having a disability that people can't readily identify with their own eyes constantly raises doubts. It raises doubts in the minds of people you used to work with. It raises doubts among those who have the power to approve or deny your benefits. It raises doubts in your own mind, especially when you have several good days in a row. The people who only see you for a short time while you're feeling well might think that everything is all right. They may even ask you when you're going back to work or if you've tried getting a part-time job. Part of you wants to explain to them that you're not doing all that well. 
You're only shopping today because it has been a good day. They don't understand how much effort is going into doing that little bit of shopping. When you get home, things are different. The short time you were out took a toll on your mind and body. You can barely muster the energy to do simple tasks. It's only those who live with you or spend a good deal of time around you that see the unseen. The unseen manifests itself physically. When it does, those who have an invisible disability are usually not in a condition to share it with others. It's not something that we show off as proof. It hurts. It's exhausting. It's debilitating. Rest is required. Disability Interviews When you're on the receiving end of the disability interviews, it feels more like an inquisition or an interrogation. You're asked to perform certain tasks, the same plain tasks that are asked of just about anyone. Your ability or inability to carry out those tasks will have an impact on whether or not the interviewer will recommend you for disability. For anything related to a mental state, or not physical, there's also a psych evaluation. I had both the physical and psychological evaluations done on the same day. The physical one came first. Basic stuff, walk in various manners, a quick eye exam, strength tests, reflexes, etc. I hadn't been awake or active for very long, so in my case, I didn't have the tremors I usually have after being active. The doctor had me try to touch my toes. That wasn't happening, but I haven't been able to touch my toes since I was little. That issue is another story for another time. A few hours later came the psychological evaluation. I didn't get a chance to take a nap and recharge, so I was not doing very well. Things only got worse as the questions came. Asking about my job history, every job I've ever had. Well, I could remember some of the early ones and the most recent ones, but there were years in between that were blank. I remembered some afterward, but it didn't matter. The more questions were asked, the more my body started to shake. Then I was asked to write a sentence. I fought against the shaking to the point where I was able to write the sentence. And I wrote exactly what the interviewer said. I don't think she appreciated the literalism. People can be too stuffy sometimes. At the end of the interview, she indicated that she had a certain time frame to write her report and decide if I deserved disability. Deserved? I hadn't realized that disability was merit-based, as if it was something to be earned. Hey, what's your five-year plan? To get on disability. I've been training for months already. With enough practice, I'm sure to earn it. Maybe she misspoke, or maybe that's how she viewed it, as a prize to be won. Either way, it didn't instill confidence. Part of me wonders if she thought I was faking it or overdoing it. Personally, I think they do whatever they can to deny benefits. After all, they make you wait a year before they start doing anything. Medical Receipts Another thing that is required during the waiting period is regular doctor's appointments. The assumption is that if you aren't seeing a doctor every month, at least, then you really aren't as bad off as you claim. Well, that may be true if regular doctor visits were an option. When you're out of work and don't have insurance or medical coverage, going to the doctor or psychiatrist isn't an option. Getting treatment is nothing more than a fantasy. The decision makers see it as a choice because they have the luxury of going to a doctor whenever they need to. They can afford it, and they have the benefits that allow them to do so. No job, no insurance, equals no doctor. It's not optional. It's unattainable. 
I'd love to be able to see my psychiatrist once a month and continue to get evaluated and treated, not just for PNES, but for anxiety and whatever else is going on in my screwed-up head. Some things might be fixable and others merely treatable. For now, I have to ration what medications I have and save them for days when I can't do anything. Death before disability. This isn't some proud battle cry. It seems to be the motto of the powers that be. Unable to work. Unable to have a steady income. Unable to afford treatment. These are the things that exist when you become disabled. You spend well over a year trying to survive on what scraps you can gather together. You compare yourself with how you used to be. You want to get back to work and regain some semblance of normalcy. Except you can't. While you're waiting for disability, there are things you cannot do. Get a part-time job or unemployment. The first one indicates that you actually can work and therefore aren't disabled enough to be given disability. The second indicates that you are able to work and are just having a hard time with the job market. In reality, you're just trying to survive the only way you know how. Building another way. While some sit back and play the game, if they're able, others do what they can to make their lives better. I'm not sitting around playing the poor me game. Or as my dad would say, having a pity party. I'm actively building another way through my writing. Yes, I'm an eclectic writer. Those who have been following me probably already know that. I'm building a kingdom with every written and recorded word I put out there. Does my disability hinder my growth? Sure it does. There are days when I can't write. There are days when I can't speak. There are days when I don't have the energy to do much of anything. There are also days when I can write a couple thousand words, fiction and nonfiction alike. Some days I work on my novels. Other days I work on neurodivergent posts. Sometimes I'll throw together a short story or add to the collection of Equality World scenes. I don't want to rely on disability, but until I get to the point where my writing will sustain me, I have very few options. I'm not in the habit of accepting charity, and I'm destroying the habit of feeling sorry for myself. I'm not a victim of circumstance. At least, not anymore. Becoming disabled hasn't been an entirely bad thing. It has given me time to discover who I really am. I have been able to investigate ways of making my childhood goals a reality. Because of my inability to work in the traditional sense, I am free to discover non-traditional ways of building my income streams, and I'm able to do it in a way that allows me to have those bad days. Thanks for listening. If you like what I'm doing, check out my link tree at linktr.ee slash mdwoodruff. You'll find more of my eclectic work where you can subscribe, support, and connect. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash m-d-w-o-o-d-r-u-f-f. Thanks again.